Welcome to the Prince College Podcast. We are so thankful that you've tuned in. Our hope with this podcast is that it teaches you more about who Jesus is, what he's done, and what that means for you. With that in mind, let's dive right in. Hope you enjoy. What's up, everyone? It's Adam here. Really excited to be a part of the Prince College Podcast. I am sitting here in the high school theater recording this with two of my good friends, our media slash production slash picture slash camera guy, a.k.a. Chandler Watson. Say hello to the people, Chandler. Hey, guys. And the one, the only, the GOAT, one of your college interns, Taylor Kincaid. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so before we get started, I mean, you guys don't get, really get to like talk on the platform much, so why don't you just like introduce yourself? Let's hear a little bit about you, and I want to hear one interesting fact. So tell me where you're from, tell me what year you are in school, what you're studying, and one interesting fact for the millions of people that will be listening to this later. Um, like Adam said, uh, my name's Chandler Watson. I am a second year at UGA studying entertainment and media studies. Um, I am from the small, little, middle-of-nowhere town, Blackshear, Georgia. It's the home of multiple uh, great quarterbacks at the University of Georgia. Um, oh, my word. And, and uh, yeah, but no, uh, one interesting fact about me, I hate saying this to people, but um, I work for the football team. They told me to say it, but but. I hate saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> I hate saying this, but this is the most interesting thing about me. So <laughs> I do hate it. I also want everybody to know that Chandler has actual notes. He came prepared to this conversation, and I'm really Taylor proud of Taylor Kincaid you. did not. I hey. have no preparation. Absolutely. So, Taylor, <laughs> with that in mind, let's hear a little bit about you. Yeah, so I'm Taylor Kincaid. I am a second year at the University of Georgia studying HDFS, which, if you don't know, is Human Development and Family Sciences. Um... And I want to be, like, I, with that, I want to do college ministry for the rest of my life. So I guess we could say I'm on the right track. Um, but I'm from Athens. I've been at Prince since I was in the first grade. So I don't really know anything else. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much there is about me. Very cool. And if you don't know me, my name is Adam Tarver. I'm the college pastor at Prince Avenue Baptist Church. I've lived in Athens since 2012. Seen a lot better quarterbacks than Stetson Bennett. Really excited Oof. that... Uh, <gasps> What year? What year it's in school hey, are man, you again? Aaron Murray, man. Like I had, like I had him. I know I really miss him, and I wish he'd come back. How many years ago was that? Hey, man, don't worry about me. <laughs> Graduated college in 2016, a semester late. But anyways, we're really excited to be here on the Prince College Podcast. Chandler, why don't you tell us what we're doing here? What we're going to be talking about? So a few weeks ago, um, we wrapped up our Prince College nights for the semester in a study of Colossians. Um, wrapped it up with Colossians four. And some, we took some time to uh, pray and just talk through some um, items that we struggle with that are barriers to prayer and just, uh, just you know, and whatnot. So, but before we dive into that, um, Adam, do you want to give us a little recap of what we actually talked about uh, throughout all of Colossians? Sure. Colossians is one of my favorite books of the Bible. I said that multiple times whenever we were doing this study. So this study was a ton of fun for me. And I think Colossians is just one of those books that God has used in a lot of really cool ways in my own life. And so I really was excited about going through that with all of you. And I think it was a lot of fun. I uh, covered a lot of like really like heady theology stuff about Jesus's, like the preeminence of Jesus, the superiority of Jesus, the supremacy of Jesus, all the way down to some practical things like, hey, this is how you are to live in your daily life. And that's why I like Colossians so much as you got the heavy theology, but you also see how the heavy theology plays itself out in normal life. And if you know anything about me, I'm all about taking scripture and learning how we apply it to our lives and like studying the truths of scripture, finding out what it says and finding out how 
how we are to live it in our modern day. And I think Colossians is just a really easy book to see that played out practically. And so we ended Colossians 4, and we read just, I mean, is it cool if I just read it, I guess? It's just a couple of verses. Uh, Colossians 4, verses 2 through 6 says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I will make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you are to answer each person. And so we studied that, and without doing a whole like recap of everything that I said that night, essentially we broke that you know, couple of verses up, a few verses up, into two categories of pray earnestly and live wisely. That's kind of how Paul ends his exhortation or his encouragement to these believers in Colossae as he wants them to continue to pray earnestly. And we talked about that, how that word earnestly, um, it really means like to courageously persist in something, not to give up, right? To keep going, to keep going after it time and time again, not to give up. And he uses this word to describe prayer, which if we're honest, I think is not a way that many of us would describe our prayer lives, right? So that praying earnestly, we talked about what that looks like, and we'll get into that a little bit later. And then also that living wisely of making the best use of the time, not just wasting the days that we are given, right? That we all have a finite amount of time on this earth, and we should not be wasting that time, but making the most of every single opportunity, realizing that if we are believers, if we're followers of Jesus, then we have the opportunity to join the God of the universe on mission in this world and we should not squander the moments that we have, but make the most of every single opportunity. And of course, that also includes the way in which we speak, right? And being gracious, Mm -hmm. letting our speech always be seasoned with salt, like a good set of, you know, Chick-fil-A waffle fries with the perfect Um. amount of salt seasoning, you know, I'm into (laughs) getting kind of hungry talking about that might be dangerous to talk about right now but so those are like kind of the things that we talked about we broke those into you know pray earnestly and live wisely and we actually like put that into practice that night right we actually took some time to pray together as a group but one of the things that we said at the end of that night is that we wanted to have a more in-depth conversation about that and give some people give our people kind of like practical things that they can do to begin to put those things into practice so that's why we wanted to record that's this why we're podcast here. hence why i'm in the high school theater with the two of you Look at how that works. Isn't it amazing? No, but I love how um, what's so cool about those two points, the pray earnestly and live wisely, is how they kind of interplay with one another and how they can affect one another. So like, like today, our, our topic today is um, barriers to prayer and how they, uh, like, w- what kind of things come in hindrance to our prayer life. And so like, I think a lot of it is you know, living wisely. You know, living wisely would thereby affect, you know, you spending time in the word and in prayer. And I think that that's awesome how the, uh, the connection between the two of them, um, you know, just come full circle because I mean, I know it's one after the other, but it, it goes the other way too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, you're right. We wanted to start this conversation with like, we're, we're hopefully going to do, you know, four of these episodes over the Christmas break. Um, I hope you listen to them over the Christmas break. If you're listening to these two years from now, this was recorded Christmas 2020. <laughs> um, but Anyway, like before we dive into the specifics of what it looks like to pray earnestly and what it looks like to live wisely, I thought it would be really cool for us to kind of start the conversation with, hey, what are some barriers that keep us from prayer? Because I mean, a lot of us, I mean, the three of us sitting right here, we've been in church for a while. We've walked with Jesus Mm -hmm. for a while. And a lot of you listening probably fall into that similar boat. And even if you haven't, uh, if you've been following Jesus any amount of time, my guess would be that we would all like mentally assent to the fact that prayer is important, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's one of those things that like, yeah, 
yes, this is a spiritual discipline. This is one of those things that we should certainly put into practice. But when it comes to like actually doing it in our lives, we fall short. Were you going to say something, Taylor? Yeah, I was just going to say, right, you always hear like pray without ceasing, meditate on the word day and night. But the reality is, is like how often are we just in constant prayer, like going about our day? It's not usually like on the forefront of our minds, whether it should be like whenever it should Mm -hmm. be. So I think it is like really practical just to talk about like those things that are keeping us from doing that when it is like a command is to just like take it to the Lord. Absolutely. So I guess we just start there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just talk about some things that keep us from praying the, no, the way that we know we ought to pray. Like we do, we see scripture that says pray without ceasing. We see, I mean, even the more, apostles in Acts, you know, were devoted to prayer and the Holy Spirit came. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, and then even following the example of Jesus, who we see, you know, the Savior of the world, the Messiah, the Christ who has come, and we see him constantly stealing away to spend time alone mm-hmm. with, with Father. his Father in prayer. All right. And so, like, we see these things. These things have been modeled for us in Scripture. We talk about them a lot in Christian circles, but we don't actually, a lot of us have a lot of, have issues putting them into practice in our lives or have difficulties mm-hmm. putting them into practice in our lives. So I'm just going to turn the question on you guys. Like, as college students in 2020, like, what are some barriers to prayer that you see in your own lives? What keeps you personally from praying? Yeah, I would say, I mean, just like very baseline, getting caught up in myself, you know, with, I think a lot of times it's like, it's easy for me to go to God when I have something that I want or like there's something that I really am struggling with that I want him to like help me through or like give me answers to, like give me clarity on. But then either when that is answered, then it's easy for me to just like step back and be like, all right, cool. Thanks God. You really did that. And then just like not continue that, like, you know, mindset of just, being with him in prayer or on the opposite side is if he doesn't answer it, then getting discouraged and then caught up and like whatever that is. And instead of like taking that discouragement to him and like trying to understand like, okay, my way is not your way. Your plans are like higher than my own. Mm. I just take it to myself and like make it become a a me problem, which is what caused the issue in the first place. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So let's, let's take these one at a time Chandler before you share some of your barriers. I'd love to just address what, you're saying, Taylor, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, all right, okay. but I hear this one a lot, and I've experienced this in my life too, and it's almost like we treat God like a genie in a bottle, like we come to God with our wishes, right, like yeah. the things that we really want. If there's something big going on in our lives, like there's a big school project that we're really stressing about, there's something going wrong mm-hmm. in our family, somebody's got a, a terrible diagnosis, we're bringing those things to him, these right. big things, whenever we are made more aware of our need for God, we run to him. And then if like he comes through, it's like, okay, great. And then you just go about the rest of your life. And if he doesn't come through in the way that you want him to come through, then it's a little bit of a like temper tantrum. I'm going to pout and I'm going to be kind of upset about that. Right. Which like, I'm not putting that all on you. No, 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 no. I'm here to say I've done the exact same thing. Same here. Yeah, exactly. We we do this a lot. And I just like, I don't know, like we talk a lot about how because of the sacrifice of Jesus, we are invited into relationship with the father. And I just want to like pause for a second and think about like how crummy of a relationship that would be if that's how you treated your friends, mm-hmm. right? Like you only went to your friend whenever you when needed you have issues, yeah. You know, or you, and like if your friend came through for you, you'd be like, okay, cool. And then you went about your life and never really like hung out with your friend anymore. And I'm not trying to like diminish the relationship. No, in a, in a right. realistic I, situation, right. it makes total sense. Right. And I think too, like, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but like, like with my best friend, if I feel like I'm constantly going to her with the same problem, I honestly feel bad, even though like, I know that's what she's there for. Like she doesn't mind at all, but like you still feel slightly crappy because you're like, yeah. we're, this is supposed to be a mutual friendship here. And all I am doing is just like asking for your advice, asking for your help. Right. 
And the analogy breaks down eventually because it's not like we're doing things for God, you know, like right. where you want to be there for your friend. But I think that it's it should be a perspective that we have. Like we don't just run to God with all of our problems. Right. You know, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode of like how to go to God with just like Thanksgiving and the things that we're excited about and the things that we're really thankful for. But I think that that's a what all of that stems from, I think, is a improper view of like who God is. Like mm-hmm. God's not a genie in a bottle who's like up in the sky waiting to grant our wishes to make our life easier. Like right. that's not who God is. That's not what he's for. I think in America specifically, we've kind of put God in that box yep. a little bit mm-hmm. and we've incorporated God into the American dream of like we go to prayer so that we can experience more in this life. You know, we go right. to prayer so that we can ask God to bless us in this life, you know, and that's just like such an improper view of what prayer is. Yikes, there's an announcement. Connor's been called to the front office. Cut this I out, hope Chandler. That he's a, Cut this a, out, Chandler. No, it's fine. It's all good. But anyway, so I think that we go to God that way, and I think that that's just, one, an improper view of, like, who God is, and two, an improper understanding of what prayer is for mm-hmm. in the first place. So that's that's really good. I'm glad that you, yeah. No, I'm glad that uh, that kind of is, like, perfect leeway into what I was going to say. Um, consistently, like, for me, I see a... Um, reminding myself, a need for reminding myself of what the gospel is and who God is, because it will continually be me diminishing who God is. So like, like in my heart, having a low view of who God is and like by having a low view of who God is, um, it leads to that legalistic stuff or even the other spectrum side of the, the wanting this earthly stuff. Um, and so like within my own heart, I consistently see whether it be like I'm in sin, like I'm struggling with a particular sin, it's harder for me to go to the Father and even ask for forgiveness with that sin because because I'm stuck in that sin and idolizing it or mm-hmm. like really just having like great idolatry for something within my heart and not really worshiping the Father who is able and who is greater to cover all those things. But, but no, I definitely agree that it, it has a lot to do with like a personal relationship and realizing um, who he is and that... He Connor then Jack. Connor and Jack. Anyways, personal relationship with the Father. Personal, yeah. So just having that personal relationship with the Father, but also realizing that He is a holy God that can, you know, forgive sin and 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 and. <laughs> this is amazing. We did not factor this into no, our recording time. That was that was one of the things we did not. But um, but yeah. So definitely, I definitely agree. Yeah. So I'm sorry, my brain has been kind of interrupted by Connor Jack and whoever that third person was or whatever. (laughs) Um, But I think essentially what you're saying, what I heard was like specifically in that conversation about, I mean, struggling with sin and feeling like you can't go to the father. I feel like that's a big one, too. Like on the flip side of what you were talking about, Taylor, of like this. Oh, my goodness. This is ridiculous. We're going to power through this, I think. Um, <laughs> but, like, of going to the Lord with just requests and, like, all these things, then there's also this side of it of, like, there's a little bit of shame in us, mm-hmm. right? And we, whenever we think about going to God in prayer, we think, oh, like, I'm not good enough for that. And, like, if you're struggling with a certain sin in your life, like, you don't feel like you can go to God in prayer, and there's a little bit of shame that you're, like, navigating through there. Yeah, and I also think, too, like, I mean what you were talking about with like idolizing things and like, you know, that sin that you're wrestling with, like sometimes you don't want to go to God with it. Like not even because you're necessarily ashamed, which like, yes, that definitely plays a part, but like, you know what he's going to tell you and you don't want to hear it. Yep. 
Like, you don't want to change things. Like, you know what you want, and you know that it's wrong, and you know that that's not what God has for you. But by going to, you know that by going to him in prayer, even though that's, like, what you need to do and, like, what will eventually make things better, like, that's not what you want to hear, so you don't want to hear it. And so then you just don't take it to him in the first place. That's good. So there's, like, a little bit of, like, a rebellious kid in you who's, like, sticking their hand in the cookie jar even though they know they shouldn't right. kind of thing. There's this old theological quote, I forget who said it, it's just like that the heart is continually factoring idols. And I find that in my life when it comes to prayer because it, not necessarily you know praying to something else besides God, but like but like it those idols taking away my heart and my desire for God and and to to ask for forgiveness when I'm my eyes are completely on something totally different, you know? Mm, yeah. So whether it be school, good things a lot of the time, but bad things especially, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so good. And just, I don't know. I think a big part of this is, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to say this, of like, um, I think the idolatry point is a really good point. Like we idolize these things in this world and we don't, realize what's available to us in a relationship with the Lord, in a relationship with prayer, you know, and that we don't realize what prayer affords us, like that we have the opportunity to go to the God of the universe. And I think that if we saw it from that perspective more, then we would want to go to the Lord in prayer more. I don't know. Like, I think we could talk about barriers all, all day of like, we, we don't prioritize it enough. We don't have, we don't organize our schedules enough. Like we don't all, all these kind of barriers that we could talk about, but I think they all kind of boil down to, we don't understand what prayer really is yep. and mm-hmm. we don't value it enough, right? Like we don't understand like what is available to us. And another big part of it is that we don't realize our need, yep. you know, like I think that in the age in which we live in, in the socioeconomic status that a lot of us live in, we're not as like keenly aware of our need for God like we ought to be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like in situations like you were talking about, Taylor, whenever a big thing happens and you're obviously confronted with the fact like, hey, my grandma has cancer and I can do nothing about that. All of a sudden you're made keenly aware of your need for God in that moment. And so your response is to like run to him in prayer. However, we're all keen, like we're all in that much need for God in every single moment of our lives. We just don't realize it. Right. And so I think that a big barrier for us is not understanding the depth of the sins that we struggle with, not understanding the power of the gospel like we ought to Right. like that we were all Ephesians 2 dead in our sins in which Mm -hmm. we once walked. But by the grace of God, he has made us alive together in Christ like that. We need to a better understanding of the gospel of like apart from God, you know, John 15, abide in me for apart from me, you can do nothing. Right. And whenever we begin to see that, and this is not like a self-depreciating, like hate on yourself <laughs> kind of moment, but it is a reality Glorifying check. God. Yeah. 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 It's like God has made us alive together in Christ. He's invited us to join on mission with him. He's invited us to participate with him in this world and, um, and part of it, participate with him on mission in this world. Like why in the world would we not take advantage of that? Right. And why would we insist on our own way, insist on playing with these little idols. It's like the, the C.S. Lewis quote that mm-hmm. we're like a child who insists on making mud pies in a slum because yep. we don't know what's, Man. we do not know what is available. What is it? We don't know what's meant by a holiday at the sea. Yep. Y'all really got the good quotes. I need to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, we, we insist on playing with these little things and don't realize what's available to us in a relationship with God. And so if you're still listening 19 minutes into this thing, I want to encourage you, like, just take a moment right now to think through, like, what are some barriers in my life whenever it comes to prayer? And I mean, I'd encourage you to like actually pray about that. Like pause for a second and just ask God, like, hey, will you, God, will you please bring to mind some things in my life that are barriers to intimacy with you, barriers to my prayer life with you. And I'd encourage you write those things down and be really intentional about removing those things from your life so that you can have a proper perspective whenever it comes to prayer so that you can enjoy this communion with the Father that Jesus has created for us. And I think too, like, we kind of talked about this or I kind of said something like it earlier, but like if he brings to mind a barrier that like you can like, you know, you're thinking it, but like you don't want to hear it. I think it really is like, write it down, write, write it down, like address it. Cause like, I mean, as hokey cheesy as stereotypically Christian as it sounds like prayer really does like make things better. Like your relationship with God will just be so much stronger. And like, that is like kind of the baseline for it. So like by addressing those things, you're not, even though it sounds, seems like you're losing, missing, might be missing out on something that you like, really want or whatever it is that's like blocking you from that like even it really is like end game better if uh, like the thing I go back to that like continually draws me back to it like even when I'm struggling with things is that if the the savior of the world without sin can humble himself enough to pray before the father and like teach us how to pray when he when he gave the lord's prayer you know uh, hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done like like for him to humble himself enough to do that, even though he is spotless and perfect, just, you know, that that is the ultimate, like, eye test before us, that if he can do it, why should we not be doing it as many times as possible as we can? Amen. I completely agree with you. I think following the example of Jesus is key here. I think um, humbling yourself to go to the Father. And I think that one of the things that we didn't touch on, and we don't have time to get into this, is that prayer helps mold us and shape us into who God mm-hmm. is creating us to be. Like, we're all called, like, we're told that we're going to be renewed and uh, renewed in knowledge of the image of our creator, right? Like we're going to become more like Christ. That's what the whole process of sanctification is, is becoming more like him. Prayer is a huge vehicle for that because as we are spending time in prayer, the Lord is going to be revealing things in our hearts that are taking the place of him, like Taylor was saying. And we need to be removing those things from our life so that we can be made more and more like him each and every day. And so prayer is a huge way in which we do that. Okay. I know we're like trying to wrap it up and I'm not trying to get us on another like you know, train track. But if like one of the things like that is blocking you from prayer is like feeling like you can't go to God with your feelings because you feel like, you know, you can't be angry at God or like confused, whatever. That's, this is a whole nother thing. I would strongly encourage you, uh, Pastor Josh's sermon this summer about like lamenting to God and like Mm -hmm. how to walk through that in prayer. And so that podcast is on like wherever Apple podcasts is probably on Spotify too, but it's from July 12th. It's called from honesty to intimacy. So if that is something you're struggling with, I really do recommend listening to that. I listened to that this week. It's pretty good. That's fantastic. Always good to plug Pastor Josh. You'll Always. Be really, really pleased with that. Will. So uh, anyway, I know we kind of like have jumped all over the place here, but like kind of a, a take home for you who are listening to this is take a moment and honestly evaluate the barriers in your life that keep you from pursuing God in prayer the way that you ought to. Like honestly, like wherever you're at, like if you're in a place where you can just stop right now, I'd encourage you to stop right now. Like 
be real with yourself, be real with the Lord, identify those barriers and begin to pray that God would help you tear those things down so that you can experience more intimacy with him and be made into his image more and more each and every day. That's our hope for you. Um, and so that's kind of it for the bar- like this conversation on barriers. Next podcast, we're going to talk about kind of some more practicals of ways in which we um, should pray uh, from Colossians 4. Really excited about that. Anything else? Master Chandler? I think that's all. I don't what I call you? Master Taylor? Ooh. Master T. Oh, uh, I don't like it. TK. I don't like it. TK. All right. That's it. Thanks for joining us from the Prince College Podcast. Identify those barriers and seek the Lord more in prayer. We love you guys. Deuce. We love you. We love being your college podcast. Oh my <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Prince College Podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can check us out online at www.pabc.org backslash college, or you can follow us on social media at at prince.college. We'll see you next time.